thank you for your great love for us. We thank you that we can come into your presence. We thank you that we have the freedom and liberty to come to this building and worship you, Lord. And Father, I pray this morning that you would open our spiritual eyes to see you with greater clarity, that you would open our spiritual ears to hear your small, still voice speaking to our hearts. Father, that you would open our hearts to receive everything that you have for us today, that we would walk away changed because we've encountered you. We've had an encounter with you, Lord God. And so, Father, we pray all these things with expectation that you will reach in and touch our hearts this morning. And Father, we thank you now for what you're going to do. And we give you praise and glory and honor and thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You may be seated. Thank you guys, Ariana and Tom. Thanks for joining us. And at this time, I'd like to release the Warrior Youth. You guys are welcome to go back. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about this message this morning. Um, before I get, in, get into that, I, I want to uh, just briefly go back and touch on last week. Last week, I, I taught on the duty of a father. If you've missed any of this series, I encourage you to go back online. We have the video online and, and certainly the audio. But we encourage you to go back and, and listen to any of those messages that you may have missed. And I thought that last week's message was really, really vital. Guys, dads, we need to step up and take our rightful role and position in the family. And, and uh, uh, the, the protection, the safety, the development and success of your marriage and your children and your home are dependent on you, dads. I mean, you really need to step it up. So as dads and, and leaders of our homes, let's, let's lead godly. Uh, let's lead well, let's lead strong, and uh, I'm not talking about being dictators, I'm talking about loving our families and, and leading well, so that's really important. Um, this morning, we're continuing in the series, The Gifts from the Holy Spirit, and I don't think I've ever gone to a church where this sermon has been preached, and uh, I, I think this is so vital, and, and I think this is weak. What, week 12 in this series, Gifts from the Holy Spirit. And this is one of the places that I've really been wanting to get to. So we've been laying this foundation over the past weeks to kind of get where we are uh, today. Um, I think that this is one of the topics that's, that causes more problems in the church today. And, uh, you know, when we just simply read the Word of God for what it says and take it at face value and live that, that's what Christ has called us to do. My first point this morning is Jesus is the best gift. And, and the, the sermon, the topic for this morning is prophecy versus tongues. And, uh, but my first point is Jesus is the best gift. And I want to start with Ephesians 2.8. God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you, take, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. And then Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So let, you know, we're teaching on the gifts from the Holy Spirit, but let's never forget the greatest gift from God is Jesus. And eternal salvation, forgiveness of our sins, and to be brought back into that relationship with God that was broken in the garden. So... Although the gifts are wonderful, our relationship with the Lord is more important. So let's never forget that. 
So again, this, this sermon is prophecy versus tongues, and we're going to be going to um, primarily 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 and 11, and then we're going to be spending most of our time in 1 Corinthians 14, verses 1 through 12. Now, if we had three hours, I could really kind of tie this together, but I, I don't think we have that much time today. So we're only going to take two and a half hours. Is that all right? <laughs> um, so I'm going to jump around a little bit, but, but the goal is that we kind of tie this together, that we understand. So at the end of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul is clear about the importance of love. And you know that that's my favorite scripture. It says, these, these uh, three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. So keep in mind, when we're looking, we're reading a letter here, so it didn't have chapters and verses and all that, and so you see there's this continual flow where Paul is talking in chapter 12 about the gifts from the Holy Spirit, and then he kind of shifts gears and he begins to talk about love, and he talks about the body of Christ, and we spent a, a, a lot of time talking about that already, about the importance of the, the body of Christ and how we're connected together and how we need one another. But then in, in uh, chapter 14, he kind of goes back, he, he begins to go from love back into the gifts. And 1 Corinthians 14, 1 says, Let love be your highest goal. More than gifts, more than miracles, above all, let love be your highest goal. And then he goes on to say, well, let me read, uh, let me stop here for a minute and go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, because I think this is a critical, critical verse, <coughs> excuse me, for all of this. He says, now dear brothers, now dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. So Paul has begun to lay the foundation in, in chapter 12, talking about, he's going to be talking about the gifts of the Spirit, and he's saying, listen, I don't want you to misunderstand this. This is really important, but I want you to, to understand the heart of God, and the heart of God is love, and that the gifts are given by God to us to build the church, to build us up, to build up the, the body of, of Christ. Um, yet when we, when we look at these wonderful gifts from the Holy Spirit, it, it had and still has, uh, creates problems and division in the body of Christ. Um, the gifts were never given to, to create problems. And, and our core scriptures is found in Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. And these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. For what? For equipping the saints so that we come into... Uh, unity in the faith and knowledge of God's Son, Jesus, so that if you go on and read through that passage, it says so that we become mature in the Lord. So the gifts and the offices that were given were never meant to be titles that someone would have and say, well, I'm a prophet, I'm an apostle, I'm a this. It's to build up the body of Christ. And so that's the heart of God is that we be built up and that we grow together, that we mature and grow up and that, that our relationship would God be deeper, wider, more authentic? What's our mission statement of Life Fellowship here? To develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. Because at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. So this whole thing is about us growing in our relationship. It was never designed to be about religion or legalism or all that stuff. It was always designed to be about a relationship. And what blows me away is some churches don't believe that God gives these gifts to them. And, uh, you know, some churches don't believe that God heals people today. 
So what do they do? If they have somebody in their church that's sick, oh, sorry, dude. Good luck. See you in heaven. I mean, what would be the point? And so God has given us these gifts, and we've spent a lot of time laying this foundation. But I know that God personally does give gifts. I know that God heals today. I've seen it. I, I've been given words of, of prophecy that have come true, that have been right on. So God gives gifts today. And so we need to, first of all, we need to understand that. In looking at these gifts, we see that all, all the gifts come from the Lord. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 12, 11. Again, I know I'm kind of jumping around here, but I'm trying to tie this together. This is not easy to do in a two-hour message. No, a 45-minute message or however long it's going to be. But verse uh, chapter 12, verse 11 said, It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. I mean, it can't be much clearer than that, right? So the Lord determines who receives which gift. When I hear denominations teach, you're filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I believe this to be an error. And I'm not going to pull any punches here. The, the assemblies of God believe that. That you're filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Well, what if I haven't been given that gift? Are you saying that I'm not filled with the Holy Spirit if I don't speak in tongues? That's what they say. But I don't see that in the Word of God. And I'm not here to pick on the Assemblies of God or anybody else. We have some friends that are in ministry in the Assemblies of God Church. There are a lot of people in that church that love God, that serve God, that are powerful in the Lord. But I think this is a place of error for people that say that. And so I want to bring these things to the table so that we'll understand what we believe and why. And so that if someone says, well, are you filled with a, the Holy Spirit? Yes. Well, do you speak in tongues? No, I, I don't. I don't have that gift. Well, you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. So this way you can be equipped. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are gifts given to the church to equip, to train up. So we'll know what we believe and why we believe it. Let's not allow... Uh, theology from a denomination or doctrines or traditions or things like that to to guide us and lead us let's look at what the word says and again i don't think i've ever heard anybody teach on this on a sunday morning and so i think it's really important that we understand and let me let me continue on here i'm getting all fired up speaking in tongues let me be very clear speaking in tongues is a gift from god it's not of the devil and things like that that you hear, because we've been reading about that, and we're going to read some more about that. However, I don't believe that everyone receives this gift. And we, and we read that, I think it was in chapter 13, it says, is everyone an apostle? Is everyone an evangelist? Is everyone a teacher? No. And so God chooses, what did we just read here in verse 11, 1 Corinthians 12, 11? It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. I think that's very clear. So let's, let's look at 1 Corinthians 12, 29 and 30. This is the scripture I was just talking about. Are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Verse 30 continues, do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. Let's read the word for what it says. Now let me say this, I think for those of us who are yielded to God and say, God, here I am, send me. 
Whatever you want to do. If God needs to just use me to pray for somebody and they get healed, praise God. If God has a word of prophecy that He wants to speak through my life, praise God. I'm open. I think that's what God is looking for. People that are open to the things of God and say, I'm willing to be a vessel for you, Lord. Whatever you need. You need me to clean the toilets at the church? I'll clean the toilets at the church. You need me to give a word of prophecy to someone? Speak to me. And so that's why this whole intimacy with God is so important that we're hearing His small, still voice speaking to our hearts. But not only that we're hearing, but we know the Word of God. And we can, when, when the Lord speaks to us, when the Holy Spirit begins to speak to us, we can say, yes, that lines up with the Word of God. And then I'm going to go and obey. I'm going to do what the Lord asks me to do. If we would just do that, think how much better we would be. And everybody else around us. Wives and husbands, look at him. Don't look at your spouse now. So let's read the word for what it actually says. And I don't find that the word contradicts itself anywhere. 1 Corinthians 12, 11. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each, each person should have. And so, again, my point, or my desire this morning, is that we understand the Word of God. That we right, The Word says that we need to rightly divide the Word of Truth. So we need to know what it says. Um, there are people that have been taught incorrectly, and, and so someone comes to you and, and they're uh, telling you something that doesn't line up with the Word of God. We want, I want you to know the Word of God. That's why I want you here on Sunday mornings. That's why when Bible study begins again in August, I want you here. So we're learning the Word of God. So we're chopping it up, as Christopher says. And we're digging down and, and we're asking questions and, and we're talking about it and we're discussing it and we're getting different perspectives. It's, it's really a, a wonderful time of, of relationship building and growing in our relationship with the Lord and understanding the Word of God. So... Uh, we're giving you the tools to do that. Uh, the first Tuesday of the month, women's group. Ladies, if you're a part of Life Fellowship, you need to be here. You're building relationships. You're talking about your husbands and how wonderful they are. You're talking about things that are relevant to you and the struggles that you deal with. And the second Tuesday of the month, men, we're getting together. We're talking about how do we lead our families? How do we be godly men? How do we walk it out? How do we live this thing out? On a daily basis. So more important than the gifts is your relationship with the Lord. 1 Corinthians 14.1 Let love be your highest goal. That's what we should obtain to. Let love be your highest goal. Uh, it goes on to say, But you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives. Especially the ability to speak in tongues. What does it say? Especially the ability to prophesy. Okay, um, this Greek word is prophetuo, and it means to foretell events, speak under inspiration, to exercise the prophetic office that also means prophecy. Prophecy can be direction from the Lord given to an individual, uh, or it can be given to a church or congregation uh, telling of future things that the Lord's going to do or things like that. Um, let me give you a couple of examples. Many of you know the story. When we were looking for a building, we, we were meeting in a home, and we were praying, and I was looking at all these different spaces, and uh, to make a long story short, the, the Lord spoke to me one morning and said, I'll have somebody call you, because we were looking at these different spaces, and, 
And I felt like in my quiet time, the Lord was saying, is that what you want? I'm like, no, really, God, that really wouldn't work for us very well. And the, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I'll have somebody call you. <laughs> I've never heard that before. That's pretty definitive, right? About three or four days later, the, the landlord of this building called me, uh, actually called Christine, and said, I had an interesting phone call. Um, I'd like to speak to Mark. And so she calls me, and, and I'm driving somewhere, and I begin to pray. And I'm like, God, is this a phone call that you were telling me that I was going to get? And uh, he had actually, taught, the landlord had talked to me about this building, but there was a church meeting here, and they just signed a new two-year lease. And he called me up, and he said, hey, uh, Jerry and that other church wants out of the building. Are you interested? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm interested. So we came, and we looked at it, and we prayed about it. I talked to some of our key leaders, and we felt like, this is where we needed to be. But that's where the Lord began to speak to me directly and give me insight on what he wanted to do. Listen, I've been praying about it. I've been saying, God, we need a building. And now I'm praying, God, we need another building. I want to get our own building where we can build uh, kingdom kids, where when they walk into the children's ministry, it looks like a castle. And we're building them up in the kingdom of God and things like that. So join me in prayer. Uh, another example is a few months back, the Lord gave me a word personally. And as I received that word, I felt like it was for us as a congregation as well. And so I typed that out, and many of you took those. I, I had them up here. And so it was a word not only for me, but also for us corporately as a church. So God will do those kinds of things. Let's not put God in a box and think, okay, well, God can only do it this way and this way, and He can only speak through a prophet, or He can only heal. Through, you know, listen, let's just say, God, I'm here. I'm yielded to you. Whatever you want to do through, through my life, I'm willing to be that vessel. Are you like that? that? That should be our heart. Because His heart is to bless us and, and build up the body of Christ, and uh, He'll use a donkey. He's used a lot of donkeys. I'm not going to go there. You'll think about that later. Uh, prophecy can be the spoken word under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Listen, it's just about God imparting to us however He wants to do that. I'm okay with that. Are you okay with that? All right. Prophecy is a gift that is inspired by the Lord dispensed through the Holy Spirit living in us. This is why we need to develop an intimate, close relationship with the Lord so we hear His small, still voice speaking to us. Let me tell you, we need the Holy Spirit. And as the days progress, or digress, I'm not really sure, we're going to need the Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us. We need Him. And what a great gift God has given and provided for us. And so we need to be open to receive Everything that the Lord has for us. All right, 1 Corinthians 14.1. Let love be your high school, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. Paul is making it clear that prophecy is a gift to be desired. It's good, okay? All the gifts are good. Let's look at verse 2. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God since people won't be able to understand you. Okay, so with the gift of tongues, you will be speaking only to God since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will be mysterious. Okay, so speaking in tongues is a gift from God. You will be speaking by the Spirit of God, but it will be mysterious. Here in, and also in 1 Corinthians 12, we read that speaking in tongues is a gift given from God, empowered by His Holy Spirit. 
So, again, speaking in tongues is a gift from God. Speaking in tongues is speaking to who? What does it say here? It says to God. All right? For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit. It will all be mysterious. I, I can't get that. Okay, you will be speaking by the, the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. Verse 3 continues. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. So speaking in tongues is speaking to God, and prophecy is speaking to others. So again, let's look at my first point. Jesus is the best gift. Okay, Paul says you should desire prophecy, but Jesus is the best gift. My second point this morning is prophecy can strengthen, encourage, and comfort us. Do you ever need to be strengthened? Do you ever need to be encouraged? Do you ever need to be comforted? And so the Holy Spirit can do that, speaking to us directly, or as we take time to read the Word, or we're spending time with Him in prayer, or maybe you get a phone call. I mean, I could share numerous examples where, you, where I've received a phone call when I really needed it. Man, I really needed that phone call of encouragement, or strength, or comfort, or whatever those things look like. So if we're all just moving by the power of the Holy Spirit, if we would do that, we would all be better off. And, I, and let me say this too. The Holy Spirit is not kooky or weird or, or any of that. I mean, the Holy Spirit will not always do things in the manner in which we think God should do those things. But it doesn't have to be kooky and, and weird. And unfortunately, because of some of the kooky, weird things that people have done in the name of God or in, in, in the name of by the Holy Spirit, it's turned people off. And, and so God is about not causing division and turning people off. He's about drawing people to Him. He's a Heavenly Father who loves us, who wants to be in deep, intimate, personal relationship with us. For, uh, 1 Corinthians 14.2 For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. Verse 3 again, but one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. The result of prophecy is beneficial for us now. We need the Holy Spirit speaking to us now to be strengthened, encouraged, and comforted. Prophecy can also be a benchmark for us to hold on to. I remember it was probably back in about 1987, the first word of prophecy that I ever went to uh, there was, it was an Assemblies of God church. So, you know, let me go back and say, uh, uh, I, we went to Assemblies of God church for a number of years, seven or eight years, when we first got married, Christina and I did. And uh, we grew a lot, man. The pastor was a great Bible teacher. And we got exposure to, to some things that we had never experienced before. I had never had a word of prophecy spoken over me. And so this was about 1987, and the pastor, there was a guy there that was a prophetic psalmist is what they called him, and he would just play music, and he would begin to just hear from the Lord and begin to speak words of, of prophecy over people. It was really, really powerful. And so I was standing there, and, and he called me out, and he said, young man, or I was younger then, he said, young man, were you playing the drums? And, and I said, yes, and he said, the Lord is telling you that you are called to preach. I had no idea. I, you know, I'd never heard anything like that. Uh, and he said, I'm, I'm, but I'm getting 15 years on this. And he shared some other things. And, 
And so I would think about those things. I would be in the lab running experiments and, and just be in the lab, and I'd be thinking about that word. God, have, have you called me to preach, really? In 15 years, let's see. Uh, it's going to be a few more years. And so that seed was planted. And I began to really ponder that and think about that. And I began to think, well, you know, maybe I need to change some things in my life if I'm going to be preaching. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I needed 15 years to get ready. I don't know. But, but anyway, as I began to, to think about that from time to time, and you know that it was right at 15 years, the first time I, I preached. I mean, God is right on. And so that was a benchmark for me. And so when we hear from the Lord, and I encourage you to do this journal, write it down because I promise you, you won't remember. I don't know how many times the Lord's awakened me at like three in the morning and I'm like, okay, God, yeah, I'll write that down when I get up. And then you get up and you're like, I don't know what, I don't know what the Lord said. So we need to get up when he shakes us up, get up, go in the kitchen or go somewhere, get your notepad and write it down. Journal journal because what the lord is telling you it's important or he wouldn't be waking you up at three o'clock in the morning and probably that's the only time I'm, my mind is moving slow enough to listen sometimes but uh, but you know even though i got this word of prophecy it wasn't complete he didn't tell me well you're going to be transferred to the houston area and you're gonna uh, you and christine are gonna pine your life all the church he didn't tell me everything but he gave me what i needed to to have apparently and so uh, it's something that I've considered from time to time, and we've received words from our pastor. And one word that we received probably a couple of years ago was that basically that you're going to suffer for a while, but the purpose is that you will be able to stand not easily withering away. And so when Christina and I have gone through challenges, we go back and we look at that word and we'll say, wow, you know, this is part of God's plan. James chapter 1 says, Count it all joy when you have trials and tribulations for the testing of your faith builds your patience or perseverance. And then when your patience or perseverance is complete, then you are complete, lacking nothing. So God is stretching our capacity for Him. And He wants us to have a greater capacity. He doesn't want to diminish the circumstances and situations to meet our capacity. He wants to expand us for greater so maybe that's a word for somebody here today. I think it's a word for all of us. So as we've gone through challenges, we've been encouraged knowing that there's a greater purpose. And so whenever God is taking you through something, maybe you're going through some challenges or transitions right now, know that God is with you and His hand is leading you if you will simply yield to Him and just obey. Okay, so let me go to 1 Corinthians 14.4. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. How is this? Because we're speaking to God. And I'm going to talk more about uh, a prayer language, um, hopefully next week. Um, but but I, I want to talk about that on a separate message because there's so much. I, there, I'm so full today. Ooh, there's just so much I want to say. Okay, stay with me. All right. So how is this that we're strengthened personally? Because we're connecting with God. We're speaking to God. I mean, I love it when we get into that place where I'm in my quiet room, in that quiet place with the Lord. Or I love it when we're worshiping and the presence of God is here and it's just, you're in that zone. I love it when sometimes I come up here and I just put on some music and play drums and just worship. 
I mean, it's just about getting in that place with Him. So a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. And again, I'll talk about our prayer language because that's really, really important. But the Holy Spirit is in us speaking to God through us. It's that communion that we have. Our spirit man is com in communion with God. So I'm going to talk more about that next week as we talk about our prayer language. But I think some people really get confused with speaking in tongues interpretation of tongues and a prayer language. And, and, and we'll find out next week. I'll have to come back. But those are different things. They're, they're all important, but a prayer language is, is really, really critical, I think, for all of us. So 1 Corinthians 14.4, a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy, ha, strengthens the entire church. Okay, so what is God's heart? That we are the body of Christ. That we are one. So we are a local body. Tom, Tom Braxton lives in Dallas. He's part of the body. You know, we're all connected together. That's God's plan and desire that the local church be effective in sharing the love of Christ, but we're also connected. I love Tom. He's a brother to me. I trust him. I trust him enough that he's going to be here leading the service on July 19th. This platform is not just open to anybody. I have to really have trust in somebody because why? My responsibility is, is to shepherd this local congregation. I'm going to be held accountable. <laughs> so Tom, don't mess up. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's read on in verse 5. I wish you all could speak in tongues, but even more, I wish that you could all prophesy. So, listen, again, we're not throwing out the baby with the bathwater. We're not saying, oh, tongues are of the devil. and you know, all No, Paul is saying, I wish that you all spoke in tongues. But I wish that you could all prophesy. Paul's making it very clear here. Let's read on in verse 5 here. For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues, unless someone interprets what you are saying so that the whole church will be strengthened. The gifts are not... Uh, for us to appear super spiritual. And, and you know, frankly, I've been in churches where I've seen people stand up and speak in tongues, and, and it's come across arrogant to me. And, and I think, uh, you know, it's like, look at me. It's like that's the highest thing to obtain in some churches. Oh, he speaks in tongues. He stands up and is, you know, what's the highest thing to obtain is the love of God in our life. That we are infused with his love, and God is pouring his love through us, and we are impacting a lost and dying world around us. That we are impacting the lives of the people around us. Because of the love of God is so within us. It's not religion, guys. It's a relationship. For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues, unless someone interprets what you are saying, so that the whole church will be strengthened. So look at verse 6. Dear brothers and sisters, if I should come to you speaking in an unknown language, how would that help you? Chris, You understood the last three words. But if, if I'm speaking in tongues to him, how does that help him? And I don't know that I have the gift of speaking in tongues. I know that I definitely have a prayer language. And so... You know, unless someone, unless those words somehow are, well, let me put it this way. If someone is speaking a word, speaking in tongues, and you don't understand, I guess there are several different things that could happen, and I've heard of some of these happening, 
where maybe somehow the words, as they go into the ears, you know, that person that's getting uh, the word is understanding, or God is giving him revelation, or if there would be someone to stand up and interpret it. But even if I, I spoke in tongues and someone stood up to interpret it, how would we really know unless we understood that language? And so I think, I think that's where some of the confusion comes in in the body of Christ. Because when you look at this, Paul is saying it's better that you prophesy. And so, you know, I could be saying something like, uh, let, me, let me approach it from this angle. God could give, give me a word for Chris. And the word, the word of prophecy may be that Chris, your entire time here in the service is going to be here in this area, and you're going to retire here, and you're going to live here. Maybe that's not a word of prophecy. Maybe that's hopeful thinking on my part. Uh, but that, that's the kind of thing that is going to impact him, where if I'm speaking in tongues and he doesn't understand anything, or even if someone stands up and interprets, do we really know that that's accurate? Now, we can know by the Spirit of God, but I think it's more important that we build people up. Um, dear brothers and sisters, if I should come to you speaking in an unknown language, how would that help you? But if I bring you a revelation or some special knowledge or prophecy or teaching, that will be helpful. So I have seen God do amazing things where people have been uh, given, someone has spoken to them in tongues and they've understood what's being said. Uh, there was a, an example that that I heard about that uh, someone was speaking perfect Castilian Spanish and they didn't know it, but they were speaking to this person and uh, that person was understanding. Uh, well, I guess there was, no, what it was is that person didn't understand the language, but there was another person there that understood and she said, do you know you were speaking in perfect Spanish? And she said, no, I didn't know that. And so there's an example where, where that could be uh, validated or verified. You know what I'm saying? So, again, it's not about having uh, some kind of title or, or being puffed up because, hey, I, I speak in tongues. It's all about God speaking into our life, changing us and giving us something that's going to help us. But if I bring you a revelation or some special knowledge or prophecy or teaching, that will be helpful. That's what I want from the Lord. Come on. You know, I just tell God, don't be ambiguous with me. Just make it clear to me. <laughs> you know, I don't want to have to fight through stuff. Close the doors I'm not to walk through and open the ones that I'm supposed to walk through. Just keep it simple. And I think God honors that. And I think that's what God wants. He doesn't want to make things so complicated. He's not a Pharisee or a Sadducee. Um, they were so intent on... All these rules and regulations, they were keeping people from the heart of God. They, many of them didn't have the heart of God because it became all about religion. And so God has never desired that. But if I bring you a revelation or some special knowledge or prophecy or teaching, that will help you. Verse 7, even lifeless instruments like the flute or harp must play the notes clearly. Is there a keyboard on, Ariane? No. Where's the power right is there anything else I need to do? Yeah, you can remember, like, the oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. How was that? That was awesome. 
That was awesome, wasn't it? What song was that? It wasn't a song. That was terrible. It was terrible. Okay. Even lifeless instruments like the keyboard, like the flute or harp, must be played, must, uh, must play the notes clearly. No one or no one will recognize the melody. Nobody recognized that melody. It's a song I've been working on for like six months. What do you think? No, it was terrible, right? Okay, let's read on in verse 8. And if the bugler doesn't sound a clear call, how will the soldiers know that they are being called to battle? What was that? Was that a battle, battle cry or is that lunch or what is that? <laughs> it's, and, and let's look at verse 9. What does it say? It is the same for you, period. Verse 9 continues. If you speak to people in words they don't understand, how will they know what you are saying? You might as well be talking into empty space. There are many different languages in the world, and every language has a meaning. But if I don't understand a language, I will be a foreigner to someone who speaks it, and the one who speaks it will be a foreigner to me. God has given us the gifts so that we are built up, so that we can build one another up, not to cause confusion, not to cause division. Um, I want to share another story. Again, I'm not trying to slam the assemblies of God here. I'm just saying that I think sometimes we let our doctrines and theologies and traditions uh, undermine or usurp the Word of God. And we have... Uh, some very close friends that we love dearly. They are awesome people of, of God. And uh, they they serve. They, they love God. I mean, they're, they're just awesome. And uh, they wanted to have a small group in their home. And because the woman didn't speak in tongues, they would not allow them to have a small group in their home. And this woman went with, with uh, Christine to a, uh, a conference. And there at the conference, she received her prayer language. And so then they were able to have a small group in their home. And I'm thinking, okay, what about the heart? What about the love of God? What if she hadn't been given that gift? And, and we've already talked about this through this series, but, and, and we talked about it today. God determines who gets what gift. And so are we going to eliminate someone because we have this mindset, well, they're supposed to have this or that or the other. And now she's a high-level executive pastor at this church. But I think, and, and I know that Christine was encouraging her. We met with them for dinner one night, and we were talking to them, and, and, uh, and Christine was encouraging her, saying, look, just continue to press, press through, you know, just continue to seek God and and God gave her that prayer language, and that satisfied that criteria. But, you know, again, it's, it's all about the heart, guys. It's all about the heart. And understanding that God gives us the gifts that He wants to dispense to us. And I want all the gifts that the Lord wants me to have. But if God determines that, that this is better for me, or this is what He wants me to have, that's what I want, guys. So let's be open to the Lord and say, Lord, whatever you want. My first point, Jesus is the best gift. My second point is prophecy can strengthen, encourage, and comfort us. 
My third point is the gifts are to help the church. Let me look at verse 12 again. And the same, and, and the same is true for you. Since you are so eager to have the special abilities the Spirit gives, seek those that will strengthen the whole church. And three weeks ago, I, I taught on the body of Christ, the church. And we are a part of this local body. And, uh, you know, we want all the gifts. We want everything that the Lord has for us. We want to be able to serve. Ministry really means serving. That's what that means. And so we want to serve. We want to uh, grow. We want to help others grow in their relationship with the Lord. You go back to uh, 1 Corinthians 14.3. But the one who prophesies strengthens others. He encourages them and comforts them. Prophecy strengthens, encourages, and comforts. Ephesians 2.8, God saved you by His grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. God's greatest gift to us is Christ. I'd like for you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Maybe you're here this morning, and maybe you had a relationship with, with the Lord at one point in time, but you've walked away, or maybe you've never had a relationship with Him. We can, we can fix that today. God may be beckoning you. He may be tugging on the, the, on the strings of your heart, saying, Come back to me. I want you to, to reconnect with me. If that's you, would you slip up your hand? I just want to pray with you. Anybody here? Anybody else? Listen, there's no shame in that. No shame in that at all. We all come to a place where we just say, uh, God, I need you. So I would like for you to those of you that have responded, I'd like for you to pray this, this prayer. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today. I ask forgiveness for all my sins. I receive your grace, your mercy, your forgiveness in my life. And I thank you for it. I thank you for this new beginning. I thank you for this fresh start. I thank you that today is a new day for me. All that old stuff is gone. You took it all on at the cross. I don't have to drag that stuff around with me anymore. I'm free from that because of Christ taking all that on at the cross. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And I want to pray one more prayer for you too. Lord God, I pray that you would fill these two with the fire and the power of your Holy Spirit, that they would have a greater connection with you Lord God, that they would hear your small, still voice speaking to their hearts in a greater measure and that you would pour into their lives and that you would give them fresh revelation, that you would give them greater understanding as they read the Word of God and as they spend time with you. Father, that, that you would begin to pour into their lives, that you would reach into the deep recesses of their hearts. Maybe there's woundedness there. Maybe there's healing that needs to take place. You know what they need, God. And Father, we pray for a complete healing, health, and wholeness that you would touch them, body, soul, and spirit. That you would set them free if there's any addictive behaviors in their life or anything they need to be set free from. And Lord God, that they would begin to walk in, in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that you would show them what their giftings are. And Father, that you would pour through their lives in a powerful way that not only would they grow strong in you, 
but you would use them in a powerful, powerful way. So we pray all these things in the almighty and the all-powerful name of Jesus. I'd like to talk with you too, just after the service briefly, if, if you can. I'd like to, like to visit with you just briefly. Before we dismiss, I want us to take some time as we, we always do and, and just say, God, is there something else? Is there something that you want to say to me this morning regarding this message or, or maybe something different? Well, let's just take some time while we're in the zone and, and just say, God, I'm open to you speaking to me right now. Share your heart with me. Fill me with a greater measure of your love. Whatever it is I need, God, I want you to speak to me today. Also, if you want prayer, I'm here to, I'll pray with you if you want prayer. together correctly with the Word of God. But it's such an important message. It's such an important principle that we need to learn that it's all about Him. And, and God's gifts to us are just the icing on the cake. But I hope you'll come back next week because I want to talk about a prayer language. And that's different. And, and But it's really, really vital that we understand 
the word of God and that we are able to differentiate the different gifts that God gives. And again, we, we want all that God has for us. So I, I want to thank you for your attentiveness. I've, I've gone a little bit over what I normally do, but I love you guys so much. And you're such an awesome group of people. What a, what a wonderful church that we're a part of. And I'm so privileged and honored to be a part of what God is doing here. And let's take the passion and the love of God in us and share that with those around us. Let's love people. And if, if someone has an incorrect theology or understanding of the, the principles of the Word of God, let's love them enough to tell them the truth, to help them. And most importantly, you know, St. Francis of Assisi said this, preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. Love is the most powerful force in the universe. And Paul is clear here, above all, love. So will you do that today? Will you go out and make a difference in your world? Go out and live it. You're dismissed. Thank you for joining us today.